Hey, security peeps, we are back with another edition of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. I am Renee Brown, small cybersecurity super recruiter, helping amazing cybersecurity talent get into opportunities and leaders hire awesome talent. Dr. Dan, want to introduce yourself? Peak performance strategies. I help people get a competitive edge very quickly, separate themselves from their competition very quickly, because slow is not working for anybody anymore. Slow is never working. So we had Dan on, as you all know, Mondays is typically Dan with Monday. Mondays with Dan. <laughs> Dan with Mondays. Um, and we wanted to do a continuation of that. So we want to continue. And Dan, we left off where we talked about the fact that, um, you know, especially in the cybersecurity world, in small businesses and leadership and what have you, they don't even know that they need you or they may think they do, but don't really know how. Or um, So the question, the continuation of the question is how to let them know that they need you. Okay. So uh, then this is not, this is not something that, and that, that calls for you, Renee. <laughs> Every time. They always you call me. Right? <laughs> so, um, okay. Um, this is this is something that challenges everybody that's either transitioning in a position or trying to move up within a company, uh, particularly when you're dealing with something that's invisible. Your talent, very often, I suspect, is invisible. Uh, you, you're creative. You uh, uh, have to deal with situations that are flexible and happen without, you know, without any preparation often. And so it's how do you let them know that they need you? I use the, I focus on, uh, on selling mistakes. I think that everybody on this call is really selling mistakes to their employer or to their company. What they're doing is they're going back and they're taking a look at all the mistakes their previous clients made before they became their client and what it cost them in money, emotion, and reputation. Uh, small companies, uh, it, it and it really depends. I, I've seen people make mistakes in not signing legal documents that cost them $350,000 when they start to get out of, try to get out of their company. So the question is, is that how do you address these issues? It really depends on who you're talking to. Who, who has most to lose by not paying attention to you? And how do you do that? Well, I find that it's easier. I do this to all my clients, and I'd be happy to talk to anybody about this. Everybody I'm working with today is in 2025 working backwards. Where do you see yourself in 2025? And let's look backwards to find anything you could possibly do to foul that up. And my responsibility is to identify those pitfalls before they happen and help you prepare uh, to deal with and remediate whatever happens. That's exactly what you're doing with companies. You're looking at, at potential places that they have exposure and going from there. But we are talking about people who don't know they need you because they don't know the risk. Uh, they don't know how to address the risk. 
And the question is, is I find, and I don't know if you find it as well, that uh, people always seem to ask questions to the wrong people. They ask people who can't help them, have no experience to help them, who think they can help them. Uh, I was speaking to an accountant, uh, CPA, about three or four weeks ago, and he said to me, I just took over a new account, and a guy had a $40,000 penalty in his, in his, uh, in his company. And, and I said, well, how did that happen? He said, well, his previous accountant thought he knew how to take care of that. Well, thinking you know how to take care of it is a lot different than knowing you can take care of it. And so how do you, how do you package yourself? So how do you put your language together when you're talking to somebody, whether it's to move up within your company or whether it's, uh, to, to transition if you're in an interview, how do you put your language together so that it's impactful and memorable by the people you speak to? Right. That's why people call me. And so the question is, is do they look at a situation and say, I went in, I did this, it didn't work out the way I thought it would, the way I wanted to, and so now I need some help? Or what about preparing to compete? Now, we've talked about this before. If somebody realizes they need a cybersecurity professional, unlikely they're going to go to the yellow pages. Uh, so the question, the yellow pages even around? <laughs> I don't know. Or check your old Rolodex or whatever that is. <laughs> but, but, you know, but the thing is, is the question comes back to, everybody says, well, what is it going to cost me? What's it going to cost me to call Renee? Uh, I don't think that's the question. I think the question has to be, what does it cost you not to call Renee? What does it cost you not to go to somebody who's at the top of their field? Uh, and a lot of what we do, or a lot of what I do is invisible. I help people with competitive edge strategies frequently, but it's all invisible because nobody talks about it. Nobody says, here's why I'm here. Here's why I got this position. Here's how I was able to persuade a board of directors to invest in cybersecurity. Um, so it's, each one of these situations is different, but they have to be approached, I believe, with a strategy. And that's the kind of stuff I do with people. Right. Dan, I want to shout some people out who are frequent folks that come on and then we'll jump into the next question. Terrence, good morning. Nick is from coming calling in or calling in, tuning in from South Africa. Uh, Gabriel, Charlie Lee, old school buddy is here. He said, inquiring minds want to know today. And Bayou is Bayo is um, is um, tuning in from Anchorage, Alaska. So no questions yet, Dan. So I will continue with the questions that I have, but definitely want to let everyone know that we're excited to have you here, um, especially on a Wednesday, since we're typically here on Mondays. Um, so Dan, when you talk about selling mistakes and you talk about uh, one of the things, oh, and Danielle's here too. Good morning, Danielle. Good morning, Danielle. All our favorite people. And, and your phone keeps ringing, Dan. Somebody needs you. I don't know. <laughs> Wednesday's throwing them off. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, so we talk about some mistakes. I mean, one of the funny, funny, funny stories you talk, you, you, you always 
you know, I always am reminded of you thinking about the pilot, the fan. Oh, um, the fan. Okay. When people should call, when people, when, when companies want to call, like all these cybersecurity professionals and leaders and stuff that I hear, um, when folks need to call uh, you, <laughs> when those folks should be calling these, um, you know, our viewers from a cyber standpoint and a technology standpoint. So do you want to tell them about that? Absolutely. It gives me great pleasure to be invited to give you this analogy. But is it really any different uh, than what what you do? Uh, everybody who's listening here. Uh, now, you, some there's some environments where you can use it or not. But I say to people, they say, when should I call you? And I'll say, what I want you to do is imagine a big fan, big fan, packed with wet manure and a guy with a plug by an outlet, I want you to call me before he puts the plug in the wall. How many people, how many companies that you're talking to, when you when they call you, already have the plug in the wall? And so it's, and, and you know, you're I think- You're trying to unplug it. Well, yeah, the thing is, is that, so can you say something to somebody that they will remember? Now, I talked to Renee about this what, 15 years ago, but that, you know, she remembers it. And sometimes I'll sign a letter and I'll say, remember the fan. But again, isn't that what you're really doing? Presenting, preventing somebody from making really costly error in money. God knows the amount of money you save people when you protect them from uh, uh, being attacked. Uh, emotion. The emotion of, you know, do you sleep well at night when you know your, your data is vulnerable or you're under attack? No, you don't. And reputation. There's some people who could lose a job, lose a career because of mistakes, things they didn't think about. So is there a way to get all of that together? Is there a way to think about it differently? To identify what you really do well? Uh, part of the issue, I, I, I've spoken with people just the other day. They said to me, I'm working with very talented people who don't know they're talented. You know, everybody on this call knows way more than you know that you know. And the question right. is that how, how, do you make, how do you make use of that? So the first thing you have to do is get together what you're really good at. And, and that's hard for some people. People on it don't brag, don't pat yourself on the back. Well, I have a secret for you. That's why God made your arms so long. So you can pat yourself on the back from time to time. But again, this, is a, this goes to the same thing with people who, you, who report to you. If you're managing a team of people, uh, effective management is critical. We found out with Hewlett-Packard. I mean, I worked for 10 years with the top people in Hewlett-Packard uh, in 16 countries to try to help them to effectively build a, a cohesive team. And at that time, one of the biggest issues that we were just confronting was remote management. Mm -hmm. Now everybody's managing remotely, but remote management is, you know, I have, I have a person in Palo Alto, I have a person in Paris, I have a person in Singapore, I have somebody in Beijing, how do I, uh, how do I manage that group of people? You can't manage them with a traditional management style. Mm 
So there's a system uh, to move from a management culture to a coaching culture. What is a course to do that? Very little compared to what a course not to do it. And that's the situation I present to people. Uh, I have a Calendly link that uh, I, I will be, just go on Calendly and pick a link and, and give me a call, 15 minutes. And uh, you know, I'll tell you in 15 minutes whether I can help you or not. But what happens if you don't make the call? Uh, you're going to be where you are today, two weeks from now, three weeks from now, in 2021, 2022, unless you make some changes. And Renee and I have been dealing and helping people make these kind of changes for years now within, within major so I want to chime, chime in about 2025. Shout, I'm going to shout some more people out uh, right before. And looks like some questions are coming in, which is fantastic. Sharifat, hi. Terrence is back. Good morning, Terrence. Danielle says you can't go wrong with a good win since that's her last name. So funny. Um, <laughs> Lily said T-Rexes can't pat themselves on the back. <laughs> There's always got to be one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good, Lily. Um, okay, so Charlie wants to know, Dan, do you often find yourself actually having to educate folks on what exactly they need rather than the organization fully understanding what they really need from you to reduce exposure? Sure, because you see, it comes back to how much you folks really know. Uh, and and people, you know, people don't know the questions they ask you. They don't know what they need to ask you to get the information. Some people are embarrassed. Some people will turn it over to somebody who is an IT person who doesn't know. I don't know. I would be really interested in talking to somebody about what challenges you face as you go into a, a company, as you try to get into a company, because the way we can help you here is if you call me up or text me and tell me what challenges you're facing, not three months from now, what challenges are you facing tomorrow or the day after? Because Renee and I always dealt in real time. You know, what kind of things were going on that you needed to deal with immediately? So how often do you find yourself actually having to educate folks on what exactly they need rather than the organization fully understanding what they really need from you to reduce exposure? A lot, because people, do, you know, this is, this, 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 people don't realize how, how much they're under attack and how people are coming after them. So what I do is I, I use examples and stories. And I think, and I'll come back to this, you don't have a lot of time when you're talking to somebody, whether it's at a conference or whether it's in an interview or whether it's in your company. Uh, everybody says you have a 30 second elevator pitch to pitch yourself in 30 seconds. Well, you don't have 30 seconds. If somebody goes on my, uh, on my uh, website, there's a presentation that I gave to IFMA, which is the International Facility Managers Association, and I talked about the cost of myths. Run through that. See the kind of myths and see, are the people that you're trying to help, are they living by a variety of myths? So it's just don't let them be in that denial. But, you know, and, you know, what I do a lot with people is, I say, listen, I create a scenario with stories that I have of people I've worked with. But as I'm telling the story, I can see in a guy in a woman's eyes, they say, I don't want to be that guy. 
I don't want to. Be, I don't want to be the person who has to go in and tell my company that this happened, that we were attacked. I, I don't know. But if you can create, and every one of you have examples like this, so if, if you meet somebody at a conference and somebody says, "What do you do?" Say, "I'm in cybersecurity. I sell mistakes." Watch their eyes. They, they, you know, because it's who would ever want to buy a mistake? Well, clearly somebody who doesn't want to make them. Who would hire somebody who's going to sell them mistakes? That's what Renee does. That's what that's all you got your job. Somebody said, "There's a whole lot of stuff that can happen to me that I'm aware of. There's a whole lot of more stuff that I'm that, that I'm aware of that I'm not aware of that could happen to me. How do I how do I deal with this? And you guys have the solutions." So it's how quickly can you put together a pitch within your company for yourself or people you're talking to in general. And, you know, on closing deals, it, it's people ask me, what did I do to close a contract, close a deal? I said, I don't close anybody. People close themselves. They either want not, they want to avoid the things that aren't going to prevent them from happening or they're not. And it's, it's reality is people will come back to you and say, you know, um, I wish I had done this sooner. That's one of the top lists on my mistakes list. If somebody sends me an email and says, send me a mistakes list, I'll send it a mistakes list. Uh, so it's calendly to set up a, a phone, 15 minute phone call. It's uh, the, my, um, my website with information on it with the, so that basically I have a lot of resources uh, to help people to get a competitive edge, to separate yourself from your competition. So Dan, you talked about 2025 and I know you talk about that quite often. Um, explain to people and, and a lot of times you also talk about the 30 foot view or maybe 20 feet, 20,000 feet, sorry, right. 30,000 and 20,000 feet. So, you know, when, a, when someone's in 2025 and it goes, it goes along with the mistakes. So they're making the mistakes list. They're in 2025 looking backwards. Explain that a little bit, because I think that, um, you know, people tend to look forward, uh, but your, your philosophy and what you've been coaching people for years is around that, you know, being five years out looking backwards. Right. Okay. Uh, there's a reason for that. First of all, um, I work a lot with the subconscious mind when I work with acts and people in business. And your subconscious mind does a lot of stuff, but it must act out every thought, image, or idea you put into it relentlessly unless you get in its way. My practice helps people stay out of their way. But the idea is you imagine that you're in 2025. I give you a magic wand, you close your eyes, you wave it, and you're in 2020. What does it look like? You're five years older, your kids are five years older. Uh, maybe you're getting ready to uh, move in, move out of one company to another. But the idea is when you picture yourself in 2025, you are creating a target for your subconscious mind. And you're saying to your subconscious mind, that's what I want. I want, that's what I want. Uh, a lot of people will say, you know, uh, you keep shooting arrows. And they're trying to hit a target. I said, well, where's the target? Well, we don't have a target. There are a lot of people that don't have a target. So it's important to, now, if, if you want to test this out, the next time you're talking to somebody about 
a company or your company or whatever, just say, imagine for a moment that you were in 2024. Tell me what you see. That takes them immediately out of here to 2025 because one of the interesting things psychologically is people are committed to dream. What's your dream? What's, what do you want to be what you, with your dream? Is? You know, I know Renee is where she wanted to be because that's when we, we talked about dreams years ago. So, but the point is, is that, uh, and frankly, I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do, you know, and it's a, it's a perfect indication that, you know, uh, you, you don't know what you're going to do when you want to grow up. So, <laughs> but but the point is, is that, so it's, it's a psychological strategy. You imagine 2024. And then look backwards to find what your challenges are, what you anticipate your challenges are. And and I think that anticipation of challenges is probably a key strength that really good cybersecurity professionals have, is you can anticipate where you want to be, what can happen. You know, you have to think like the enemy. That's, that's really what it's about. And you also have to have the desire to win. One of the things that I find is, is that, you know, I work with competitive athletes in almost every sport, you know, professional football, soccer, uh, mixed martial arts, tennis, golf. So, so the point is, is that, uh, but there are some people who've been brought up to get a trophy for just showing up. And that, that, that's such a letdown for people because you don't get a trophy for showing up. Nobody gets a participation trophy when you're trying to beat somebody who's trying to attack your company. So it's either you win or you win or you lose. And so I've had people say to me, well, you know, you talk about a lot of competition. I don't like competition. I don't like to be competitive. I don't like the fact that I've won and somebody else has lost. Well, I'll say, frankly, I could never hire you. If you're in the fight that you cybersecurity people are in, uh, I don't want somebody who doesn't want to win. You got to want to win all the time. So it's, uh, so, you know, I remember uh, somebody asked Ty about getting on a golf course. He said, I wouldn't be here if I didn't want to win. I expect to win. I may not, but I expect to win. So it's, it's, a, it's a mindset. And this mindset flips back to you personally, and then it flips back to your children. I deal with a lot of people who have kids going into college, who are trying to get a competitive edge uh, and uh, who, who really, really realize in today's environment, they need to be on top of their game. They have to develop and work on their A game. Everybody has to work on their A game. Because if you're in a team, you, expect, you bring in your A game, you have to expect that everybody else will bring their A game. And if not, it doesn't go over too well. Right. Definitely, Dan. So the so the one that was one half of it. So the twenty twenty five. So five years, looking um looking backwards is one component. And to reiterate the mindset part, anytime you take yourself or your internal or external client, because I know a lot of the folks that may be listening are inside of organizations. And then I know you like to tell people all the time, you're always the CEO of your own company, which we could get into in a second. Right. Um, but one of the, the points that are made around that mindset is that 
when you're 25, when you're in 2025 looking backwards, it's such a different thought process and different mindset and the decisions that you make today, anticipating or thinking about, okay, if I'm in 2025, what would I, you know, would I be, would I make a decision like this? Would I make a decision to now that's going to affect my, my 2025? Um, Well, that that goes back to what you had spoken about before is everybody is CEO of their own company. mm -hmm. Uh, I'll bring it back to uh, kids in kids in high school who want to go to college and play college sports, uh, I'll say, you know, um, what, what do you, what do you want to do? And they'll tell you what you want to do. And then I'll say, well, you know, you're running your own company. You're the CEO of your own company. You're in charge of everything. You're marketing everything. So when you can get a kid to see himself as a CEO of his own company or an individual, no matter where they are, what company, uh, every decision they make is a business decision what they eat, what they drink, what they smoke, who they're seen with, who takes their picture, what they post on Facebook, what they post anywhere. Those are all business decisions because today we all know nobody is going to get hired if somebody doesn't come back and look what somebody posted on Facebook. Or what type of TikTok video they made, you know? So, so the thing is, is that, and that's the same thing with individuals. So, you know, when you're, when you're in a company, uh, and you get people to think that way. That then they then they're working toward the object with the objective. My objective is to take a company and to get the leadership in the company and to give me an analysis of what they think twenty twenty five looks like for them individually. Then you have to know is everybody pulling toward the same target. But each situation is different, but the outcome is what's critical and important, particularly for people whose business it is, is to protect companies. And that's right. what we're about, that's what we're talking about. You know, and, and the question about do people know they're at risk? You know, it's like if you have little kids, people say, don't yell at your children unless they're running between a car out in traffic. <laughs> then you can yell at them and grab them and drag them back. But the point is, is frequently, you guys are yelling to somebody, look out, look out, look out, look out, look out. No, what, you know, and they're walking aimlessly into the middle of a highway. So really what you're doing is you're putting a protective bond around the people who have hired you and saying, we're going to prevent you from being attacked. Mm -hmm. But you, whoever asked the question, you're right. People don't know that they're at risk. They just don't know. I think so, education just as a whole is so key with all of these organizations from on so many different levels. I think about it from a recruiting standpoint. There's a huge education component to talking to leaders about talent and what the talented, what the market is and why you know people may or may not be in their their role that's that's a that's a challenge mm-hmm. challenges is how do you how do clients uh prepare for interviews i know we've worked with people who are going into interviews together but you don't have a lot of time that's somebody calling for an interview <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, so you know, I I really encourage you to set up a time to call. Uh, go on Calendly, or send me a send me a, a text or an email. So Danielle, thank you for reminding when you talked about about them preventing um, an attack. Much these attacks really always prevent them. Uh, about is it preventing or reducing the risk? It's really the risk of attack, and and the the response. So the incident response component. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, is that, uh, as I've said on almost every call, as I talk to cybersecurity people, I feel like they're sitting under Niagara Falls. The attacks never stop. It's never stopped. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you protect yourself from that? Right. And how do you let somebody know that they need you? And that's the fundamental question. It's, you know, what, you know, I, I would much rather than have somebody say, I want to hire Renee Small to recruit my cybersecurity team. I would much rather have them say, I don't want to not hire Renee Small to do my security team. Because it, it, it and that's those type of questions and statements are arrived at uh, indirectly with particularly designed language that you use to talk to people. And, uh, and people are interested. There's a lot of that information on my website, particularly in that, that course of myths. Talks a little bit about mistakes. Uh, my website has stuff about that there's money and there's really a lot of money in mistakes, you know. And of course, that's what yeah, I'm, I'm thinking next week we do something around mistakes. Maybe have people um, chime us with that their clients made internal and external before they hired them, you know, as a consultant, as a full-time employee, as a vendor. Um, right. It might be a good exercise to get people thinking about the selling when you consider when you're selling. Mistakes. So what, what all these, what are the, what the, the client, the employer, the, the, the folks that brought you on, um, the mistakes they have prior to, or the, the mistakes your, their clients had made prior to bringing you on. This is clearly, sometimes people confuse. This is not making a list of your mistakes. Right. Mistakes this is mistakes that your clients made before they What it cost them in money, emotion, and reputation, because that really is a compelling issue. Here's what, you know, so somebody doesn't sign some documents when they're putting a company together and they do it on a handshake. And uh, 15 years later, when a company is being dissolved, it's going to cost the guy $350,000 to do this. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, someone, something happens and then the mistakes at and made someone, someone lost their job to your point, the reputation that's huge, especially in this industry. So Danielle says she's like, she would like a mistakes live stream. So maybe that's okay. next, next Monday. So we do that, but, but, you know, Danielle, you asked a great question. You're going to have to work, make, make your mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Come with a mistake. 
in Yale. You didn't, you didn't expect you to get uh, homework, but you are. But the point mm -hmm. is, so, so make, but but make the list, and 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 it's in different situations. When you can sell that list to somebody, uh, I'm doing a program, and this is off the charts on the side. But I'm doing a program on November fifth, uh, guaranteeing golfers strokes off their golf game. And it's free. It's a webinar. Uh, and there are people who are sponsoring that program. Traditionally, when attendees come to a program, everybody who's a sponsor wants to list the attendees. But that's not what we're doing. Every one of the sponsors is going to get a private consultation with me to make their mistakes list. And then when I finish up the seminar, I'm going to say, each person who's sponsoring this has a list of mistakes that they will not let you make and you retain them. That's like, you know, somebody said to me, what, what do you talk about? I said, well, if you're going from driving from New York to LA, uh, and I say to you, I have a list of radar traps between here and LA. Do you want to buy it before you leave? Or do you want to buy it when you get to LA? No, I want to buy it. And that's, so it's how to, I think the key is, is that what would the quick education be like? to get somebody to answer the questions that was asked before. How do you educate somebody quickly about how much they need you? How do you do that? Now, I will give everybody a very quick way. If you present to people, present to groups of people, if you have your cell phone, if you want to take your cell phone out, I'll show you how to get your name and your company and every single uh, person that you present to. Take your cell phone out, open up a new contact. In the first section of the new contact, write the word this and sports. In the second last name, just write state. On in the part about phone number, just put 917. 880-6758. And then in the company, put danshphd.com. Now, you will never have to remember my name. Never have to remember where you saw me. But when you open your phone up and you type in a word mistake, I am. And that's what you can do really in talking to people. So in giving them a tip about market themselves you can get your name on almost everybody's phone dan that's an awesome way to end we are almost at 35 minutes and i wanted to definitely keep this one short today so thank you for that info anyone wants to connect with dan you now have his number you have his website danshaferphd.com and dan we'll be back on monday talking about mistakes Renee, I will I will uh, send you I'll text you my Calendly link. Okay, that would be easy for them to just be able to know when when I'm free. Okay, and put it up. Okay, awesome. Okay, great. So I'll talk to you soon. All right. Okay, next Monday. Next Monday. Okay, great. Easter. Bye, <laughs> Bye, everybody. See you all. Uh, Breaking into cybersecurity on Friday, but Dr. Dan again on Monday. Work on your mistakes list. Yes, work on your mistakes list. See y'all Monday. <laughs>